Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 277 with Peter Voog, a leading authority for young entrepreneurs in the marketplace today. Peter first succeeded with Cutco Vector Marketing in Tacoma, Washington, where he quickly advanced to the district manager position and was one of the fastest to create a six-figure income. After leaving Cutco, Peter wrote his first book, Six Months to Six Figures, through which he built a worldwide following that has enabled him to share his mindset and strategies to help young entrepreneurs achieve success and live their best lives. Peter's second book is called Seven Rules for Seven Figures, and he is passionate about the concepts and tools that he offers to the world. In this short snippet from our original conversation, Peter starts by sharing his two favorite pieces of advice for young entrepreneurs. He gets into some of the concepts from Seven Rules for Seven Figures, including a critical idea he calls the entrepreneur's greatest addiction. At the end, Peter shares his view of the three types of lives and leaves us with an inspirational challenge to live a charged life. Peter Vu graciously credits his Cutco Vector experience as having provided him with the foundation for his success. There are literally thousands upon thousands of Cutco leaders and alumni like Peter who are changing lives all over the world through their impact and influence. What we do in this company goes far beyond selling knives. And that's the point of this podcast. You can help spread the word about this great place to work and learn by sharing this and other episodes of the podcast with people in your network. CLSK is available for free on just about all podcast players. All episodes, guest bios, and show notes can also be found at changinglivespodcast.com. And you can support our sponsors by clicking on the link marked deals. After listening to these short snippets from Peter Voog, I know you will want to revisit our full conversation. You'll find it at episode number 277. What would you say is your favorite piece of advice for young entrepreneurs, Peter? There's a couple. I think one of the first ones was, I would say, is the greatest currency there is is the effect you have on another human being. And if you understand that, you will thrive in business and in life. Because the whole purpose of business, Dan, is to create raving fans. The more raving fans you have, the bigger your business will be. So if you just understand the greatest currency, I've made three, $400,000 in a weekend. Like I've made that in a weekend. My life didn't change. I've made millions. My life doesn't change. But when someone says you changed my life or someone writes me and says, your book helped me not commit suicide, it helped me not get a divorce. It helped me with my business. That stuff really fires me up. So that's one of the biggest advices that I've got that I think I'll give is just, that's the greatest currency. You can be 
selfish for a short amount of time, but I feel like selfish people are the most unhappy long-term. And I think just the power of knowing yourself as well, when you know yourself truly, a lot of opinions become irrelevant. When you're so focused on who you are, what your strengths and weaknesses are, it's easier to kind of have clarity for your future. When you have so much noise in your head, it's, it's hard to take action. You know what I mean? And I think when people are distracted and and they're, they have noisy thoughts, it, they become frustrated subconsciously and they seek distraction subconsciously when they're overwhelmed. So I think when you start to know yourself, you have less overwhelm. Yeah. Helped me a lot. Right. Right. Well, that's, I know that that concept of self-awareness is one of the first key rules in your new book. The new book is going to be called seven rules to seven figures. I love the title and I love how you sort of spun off your first book title, Peter. Took a while. I mean, it took a while to figure that out. It's it's definitely great. Um, and you know, you mentioned something to me in a previous conversation about some people might be intimidated by, you know, the the concept of seven figures. It doesn't have to be earning seven figures, Peter. This could be a, a seven rules to creating seven figures of revenue. Right. Seven rules to creating seven figures of sales. Right. Like there's a lot of different ways people can view this concept. It's seven rules for exponential growth in your business and in your life. But feel free to unpack however many of these rules or concepts you would like to today and share uh, some with the audience. Well, I think that's the first one that the first rule is like world class self awareness. Like what you don't know about yourself controls your life. What I didn't know about myself as a human being in 2006 and seven caused me to fail. What I didn't know about myself, my insecurities, my excuses, my limitations. Once I figured them out and I changed the story I was telling myself, I used to use my small town as an excuse so much. I shouldn't be successful. I'm never going to make six figures. I'm never going to make millions of dollars. I'm from a small town. No one in small towns make money. You know what I mean? And when I changed my story, everything changed. So I talk about one thing that Vector helped me with too is, is fully being yourself. The fact that I could be myself and make the money I made at that age was amazing. And it caused me to really think different about who I was. That's the power of knowing yourself. And when, when I was broke and then I made six figures, the first step was clarity. I had to figure out who I was, who I wasn't, and what I was willing to give up. And that takes clarity. So in this chapter, I give a bunch of questions and I give an execution plan on exactly the steps I went through and what exactly you need to do to really figure out how to maximize your strengths and maximize who you are. Yeah. That's, that, that just helped me so much. I love just the idea of being yourself as, as a leader, as an influencer. I think everybody has to kind of find their own niche. And then when you find your own niche, you will find your following. You know, not, not everyone will resonate with you. Not everyone will resonate with me. Not everyone resonates with Grant Cardone. And yet, you know, we've all become successful, uh, you know, to different degrees, of course, but we've all become successful because we are who we are. And, and, Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that becomes endearing to the people who resonate and want to follow you. And like, that's, that's a a great uh, concept that you've learned and embodied um, that, uh, has, as you said, it, it, uh, it's made all the difference as to whether or not you got the opportunities to become, you know, as successful as you are now. So good, good concept. 
That was a huge one. And then there's another one called the entrepreneur's worst addiction, which when I was coming up, uh, the addiction that I, that I see a lot of people struggling with is they're so focused on information, Dan, and they're so focused on consuming, 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 consuming. They never create or produce and they get overwhelmed. So I have this concept called mastery versus overload that helps people realize. I think the young generation is so obsessed with information. There's millions of content coming online every second. So with evolving technologies, overwhelming amount of information, it's important people for people to understand you need to start getting addicted to outcomes and results, not information and knowledge. Information and knowledge is crucial. But for me, I went on a journey a couple of years ago where I only had uh, one mentor. I only had, I, I read one, I mastered one book. I focused on only going to one event and I simplified what I was studying, but I focused on learning about myself more. And that's the worst addiction I see is people just, they, they read three books. Then instead of executing in the book, they read two more to make themselves feel like they're progressing instead of executing. I think the best thing you could do is ask yourself, have I executed the previous information? I was obsessed with learning, Dan. I was obsessed. Mm -hmm. It's not bad, but I'm like, I know all these things, but I'm broke. What's going on? My, my office isn't shifting. I don't have bigger results. What's going on? Oh, I need to execute what I'm learning. So I think that was a big, big thing that, that helped me is just getting addicted to outcomes and results, not just information and knowledge. So when someone's watching, it's like this, this interview is great. You're an amazing interviewer asking me great questions. I'm getting passionate, but listening to it and getting fired up is not going to do anything. You got to execute and figure out what couple things you learn are most relevant to your business right now. That's going to help grow it. Take action on those things, ignore everything else. And that's a big one too. And then we talk about circle of influence. One of the biggest breakthroughs I had was I used to bang my head against the wall, trying to figure out my next move, trying to figure out how to master PRs, trying to figure out how to recruit more people, trying to figure out how to get more new business and how to write my book. Then I realized, oh my gosh, I didn't have to figure it out myself. My network knew the answer. Mm. So one of the biggest hacks that I've learned is in the last eight years, I don't have to have the answer. All I do is I pick up my phone, Dan, and I call somebody and they tell me the answer. And that was a big, big, big game changer. So that's why networking, who you're around, your associates, the team you create, the customers you have, the mentors you have, all of that combines. And that's the level of success you're going to have is your network. You hang out with five intelligent people, you'll be the sixth. You know that. You hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. You hang out with five DMs crushing it, guarantee you'll be the sixth. Hang out with five idiots, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? So you got to have that type of of focus on networking. And that really changed my life. I talk about world-class health, energy, and peace of mind, because one of the things that changed my life in, as a DM is health. I, I didn't, I didn't allow fast food in the office. I didn't, I, I really focused on helping people feel the best because all I wanted at the time was focused on money. When I was newer, I got the money then I had no freedom. So I was like, oh my God, I'm working all the time. I have money, no freedom. Then I got money and freedom. And I was working 20, 25 hours a week as a DM, crushing it. But guess what I had none of? Energy. So I'm like, if you could have all the money and freedom in the world, if you have no energy, you have nothing. So this is really dives in the power of energy, how to really maximize your peace of mind, your fulfillment, your health, your happiness, while creating a business that thrives because you've built it the right way. And I think health is an uncomfortable topic for unhealthy people. I really do. But they need, people need it more than ever because I feel like in this day and age, most people wait till their back's against the wall. I'll be healthy once I do this. I'll be healthy once this, then, oh shoot, 
I'm really, really sick or something happens. I got to be healthy now. Why don't you just think ahead and be healthy and focus on your energy and and waking up feeling vibrant? There's nothing like it. Right. So that's one of the biggest focuses in that chapter is just health and wellness. You just said something that's super profound, which is that health is an uncomfortable topic for unhealthy people. We could translate that exact concept into any other area of life, right? Financial success is an uncomfortable topic for people oh, who are sure. not financially successful. And, and it, it's just because it forces us to confront mm-hmm. our own habits, our own sort of willingness to accept certain things in our life and, and, and decide what are we going to change? What are we going to do? Right. You said, get addicted to outcomes and results, not just learning stuff, but what are you actually going to do with the stuff that you learn? And that's one of the most valuable lessons that people can take from, you know, what you've shared today is like, what are you going to do about it? Whatever you hear and, and, and gain from this, if all you do is gain some inspiration, motivation, and, you know, feel good today, but you don't do anything with it, it's not going to change anything, right? So what are you going to do? I think that's really a key concept. And in the book, Peter, you also have a concept that I really liked, which was where you talk about the three types of lives. Unpack that one for a bit real quick. From observation, from experience, from paying attention, from due diligence, I realized you can put everybody's life into three different lives. The cage life, which these are people who live based on the expectations of others, based on limitations they've never confronted. They let others dictate their identity because they they feel trapped in a box that they have to do certain things. If anything, if, if the new society and the new economy and the recession and the crazy thing that happened, the pandemic showed you anything, it's you have to be willing to adapt and pivot regardless of what you think. Uh, I think AI is gonna replace Dan 50 million jobs in the next couple of years. So this is cool because people are stepping up and maybe trying to do sales or be their own boss. So that's the first thing is like people that live based on other people's expectations. They also tend to settle and, and kind of validate where they are. And sometimes they, they want to value security over freedom because they feel like that's their only option. Second type is the comfortable life where these are people who are easily satisfied because they don't have the right network around them. No one's pushing them. I think the greatest thing someone can have, either you need to hold yourself to the highest standards possible or have someone else around you that calls you out. If not, it's easier to, to slip into mediocrity. They might have a, like a, a, a desire for more. They might have ambition. They might want to do more, but they always validate. And they have that uh, someday aisle mentality. Someday I'll be successful. Someday I'll invest in myself. Someday I'll go all in. Not right now. Then they have all these super creative reasons. They say everyone's a millionaire. Some have a million dollars, some have a million excuses, but everyone's a millionaire, right? So the comfortable life is just people that validate and no one's holding them to high standards and they've gotten complacent because of their habits. I think habits trump inspiration and habits trump intelligence. You can be super intelligent and you could have some inspiration. Your habits will take over. That's why habits of choosing growth is so important. Third, the charge life, which I spent my whole life trying to create. These are people who just live life of their own design. They, they live a life they choose based on who they are, what they want. They get rid of limitations. They're always growing. They're around high-level people. They make the tough decisions in the moment. They know what life has to offer, and they're experiencing it at the fullest because they deserve it because they put in the work. And they're living out their vision. I get a lot of questions revolving what I do, but one of the top is how do you inspire 
your friend? How do I inspire my son? How do I inspire my wife or my mom or my husband or my daughter? I get that question every week. And I started realizing you don't. You live your best life. You practice what you preach. You walk the walk. And if you do that, the right people will catch on and ask you what you're doing. So for me, I just want to continue living my best life, put my family first. I I am a world-class husband and dad before businessman. So I want to continue just sharing with people and showing them what's possible through how I live versus just my content. And that's what a charged life is. It's just wake up, you're fired up and excited. You even are excited to go through the sacrifice stage because you see the end result of it. And that's what I want people to experience. Anything is possible for those who value their dreams and goals over excuses. And a charged life is possible, but you got to want it more than others want it for yourself. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.